The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Mitchell's front page, the Monday Sports Panel. In the studio, Peter, good morning, how are you? Very well, thank you, Mitchell, and a lovely day out there, isn't it? Beautiful, and you could just see Wes, as I was saying before, he came in with the dark glasses and the Hawaiian shirt, yeah, it looked yeah. like he'd just come straight from the beach, and uh, isn't that a lovely feeling? It, I actually know some people are putting up their Christmas trees already, it's like summer's here and we're mm. free, and yeah, um, now something will come along to ruin that, I'm sure, with our luck, but let's hope not. And uh, Bucket is on the line, morning Bucket, how are you? Morning, Mitch, and how are you? I'm well, thank you for a Monday, I have to say, and a shorter week this week because of the Melbourne Cup. Dressing up by about a year, like he looks like a real shifty sort of a guy at the races, wouldn't he? Oh, he'll get a kick out of that. Um, Well, we're going to start by talking about the Geelong Football Club because going A to Z through all the uh, clubs, Geelong is our next one on the list, and we're going to also be talking about the Melbourne Cup, and Peter's got a bit of a phantom call, and I'm very interested to hear who wins that phantom call. So let's start by talking about Geelong, and also we might have to mention Jordan Degoe at some point on the way through. But, um, Bucket, the Geelong Football Club. Gee, it was the Geelong Football Club was formed way back in 1859. That was in the horse and, the horse and cart days. And basically- How old were you then? <laughs> I'm joking. They're a pretty old club, so, and, and basically public interest, interest has always been very, very high. You know, they used to drive the horse and carts, you know, you know up to the fence there, and across oval, oval, and they used to get some, you know, pretty handy sort of crowds out there. You know, coaches always been expected, you know, to work wonders with the long football club. Reg Hickey, you know, he, you know like he, he coached the three premierships, and, and basically Bob, Bob Davis got one. So and, and when you when you compare that with the with the modern day coaches, I think the modern day coaches have got a fair bit to you know, live up to. Malcolm Blight, when he came into the Geelong Football Club, he changed the way of coaching and he changed the way of, the way of, of their thinking. And, and the, the cats turned into a, a very attacking and more attacking sort, sort, sort of a side. And gee was over the years have had, had a very long list of, of, of administrators. Jack Jennings, he was there for many, many years and he, he, he was we were basically the last of the ordinary people I suppose mm. who, who uh, sort of was president of the club like in recent times he had Frank Costa and Brian Cook by both outstanding administrators and, and took uh, to long you know, a long life and stabilised them you know, basically off the field and the, the last title was way back in 20, 2011 I'm starting to worry about that gap. They're starting to really grow out there. And uh, I, I think they missed opportunities in finals, you know, to, to mm. play and all, all those sort of things. And some of the great players I saw I've seen play for, play for the Geelong Football Club would be interesting, you know. People have different ideas. Like, but basically, with the, yeah, so many great players like Gary Hocking, Paul Couch, the Ablets, 
Corey Farmer, who could ever forget the way he played his football? Joel Selwood, the modern day outstanding leader of the club, and basically two of the better four, uh, two of the better four forwards I ever seen was Geelong was, uh, was Doug Wade, like an outstanding player, went on and played very well when he shifted over to North Melbourne. Lindsay White, like he started, oh, like he, he started his uh, football down at Geelong, finished up playing at South Melbourne because of the war years and things like that. But uh, overall, you know, they got a wonderful history. Of the Geelong Football Club. If only we could just win those the you know, final finals sort of games. And I expect them. To, you know, well, they'll struggle next year. I think I've been saying that for three or four years, and I've been wrong each and every year. But the idea, if they can pick up a few youngsters, a bit of youth into the club, it could make the big difference for them. Mm, yeah, you're right, uh, Bucket. And uh, I mean, they've, they've been. Well, not criticised, but I mean, they gave up three early um, draft selections for Jeremy Cameron. So, um, you know, uh, and, but look, I think he'll um, injury free next year. He'll be uh, a huge bonus again for uh, for Geelong. But that, look, there were some things that did work. I thought Cam Guthrie going into the midfield was a thing that did work. He he averaged twenty nine disposals for the year. Tommy Stewart down back, um, and. Um, the only thing was that they finished up third Geelong in, in, in turnovers and second in uh, in the league for uh, for clangers. So that was a lot of their problems. When they did get the ball, they, they did turn it over. It made it a lot easier for the um, opposition defenders to to uh, to move the ball back down to their forward line. Um, there were things that didn't work, of course, but um, I think Rhys Stanley, well, he missed nine games. Um, Radid Galea, I'm not sure what they do. He, he obviously is not going to make a ruckman. Um, so... Um, and when you did put Mark Lickstars into the ruck, it sort of robbed the back line. So, um, but they need, that's still their problem, isn't it? They need that, uh, they've got to get the ruck, got to get a, a strong ruckman. And I think they're just going to have to try these other players. Um, I think Sam De, uh, De Conin, is it? Yeah. yeah. They hadn't had a chance. Darcy Ford, of course. So, but they've still got, it's this whole story, different years, same story. Um, How did you compare those old uh, coaches, uh, Hickey and uh, you know, Bob Davis, against the modern day coaches? Yeah, totally different game now, isn't it? And, yeah, yeah. and look, we had good ones like Tommy Hafey, but of course he, he didn't like uh, administrators, so he, he, sort of, he you know, stood on toes, who was another good one. But yeah, look, they, they've got to change their game a little bit, um, Geelong. I really think they've got to change their game style. And I think they need to move. I'd be looking at... Um, I'd be looking at moving it perhaps at, at some stage Selwood and Paddy Dangerfield out onto the flanks and you're going to have to bring some younger players in and throw them into the midfield. Now, whether that means, you know, sacrificing a couple of wins here and there, but um, if these younger players are to develop, well, they've got to be given a chance and it just didn't seem like they wanted to do that. But um, I can see Selwood, uh, maybe not so much Paddy, but I think Selwood out onto a flank and take him out of the midfield, that might be a start. Who's the best player you've seen play at Geelong, Peter? Oh, I used to love watching Larry Donahue. <laughs> we used to follow him from one, one end of the ground to the other when he was having a good day. One of those, would you? <laughs> yeah, we'd follow Larry up to the other end and back down the other end. Oh, look, I think the best, there's no doubt, not that I saw much, but when you look at um, you look at footage, when you see Polly Farmer just palming the ball down to, uh, down to Billy Goggin and, and so on, and as you say, Doug Wade and, um, and of course, well, no doubt, Gary Ablett. I, I, came and, I used to come down from Ballarat just to watch Gary Ablett Sr. Yeah, many people have done that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, just had the binoculars on him all day. Yes, yeah. 
they're brilliant. So, but look, I'm not so sure, as you said, Bucket, we've, we've written Geelong off a couple of, you know, the last three or four years. I still wouldn't write them off, but I think, should they play finals, I think they'll be finishing down around that, you know, the fifth to eighth. I don't think they'll finish top four. But um, they could have a little bit of a drop-off, um, if that be. But they certainly won't bottom out, I wouldn't expect. What yeah, do you think? I do you? like your game plan of uh, moving some of the older players to the flanks and putting the younger people in front and centre. And I think sometimes we all have to remember that premierships aren't won in May and June. It's all no. about how you go in the back half. And that was the problem with Geelong this year. The wheels sort of fell yeah, off well. in that final month and into the finals. So I don't know, maybe if you try that game plan in the earlier part of the season and give the younger players a bit of a run mm. uh, and just see what happens. Could be a gamble, could uh, absolutely fail on them, but could also pay dividends. I think the interesting thing will be too with the uh, whole new coaching staff that Chris Scott's got around him. So you would expect new ideas and um, and so we may see things, uh, things alter somewhat. Yeah, and if we can actually go to games next year, more than about 10, that would be good. Yep. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. The crowd... So, uh, Bucket, do you agree uh, Geelong finishing in the sort of second half of the top eight? Oh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a real, real struggle. There was times this year they, they, they played so poorly, they, they deserved to finish like, like in, in the bottom eight. But so somehow they worked their way back and they, they won, ga- won games when, when they should have and pushed them up, up to the top. And maybe that g- g- gives them a, a, a higher rating than what they really d- d- deserve. Right? Mm. Yeah. Look, they have got uh, draft picks 22, 30, 32 and 34. And I'll be interested to see, too, one of the Geelong Falcons um, in Toby Conway, Bucket and Mitchell. Uh, he uh, he dominated in four games with the NAB um, this year for, for the Falcons. Uh, he's a hundred and... Oh, he's 204 centimetre. Um, he's obviously, you know, he's going to have to take a little while to develop with the, and the body will need to build up, but he's a very good tap ruckman and uh, he uh, he moves around the ground really well. And I think at pick um, 22, I would imagine that... Um, Toby Conway will go in around that 20 to, to um, 25 um, pick. So, be interesting to see if Geelong to, um, to look for that ruck, um, young ruckman coming through, that whether they take him from the Geelong Falcons. Toby Conway. That's been a real uh, argument, yeah, lots and lots of people about that ruck play of the Geelong Football Club. Some say it's, it's worked, others will say it hasn't worked at all. Mm, yeah, I think that was it. They're their problem. So uh, again, this year, but but as we see, you can you can uh, rove to uh, to the opposition ruckman. But uh, yeah, I think it's still a problem that uh, they need to uh, to follow. And I look at their forward structure and their back line looks okay. So yeah, I I'm, I'm, I tend to still think that they they can play in that play finals again. Now, uh, we probably should just mention Jordan Dugowie and clearly what he's going through is contingent on court processes over in the US. So who knows how that could end up? But Collingwood has uh, stood him down pending further investigations. I just think it's sad when someone has that much talent and he's obviously a very talented player, Jordan Dugowie. And I know a lot of Collingwood fans kept saying, oh, you know, he's maybe about to turn the the corner and become Dustin Martin-esque. Very, very tough situation to see him in the position he is now. 
Yes, well, it's so sad, isn't it? You know, with a, a young guy, like you said, who's got so much talent, and yet he, he, he just can't say that he's got the talent, you know, to build his uh, future and, 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 and be a class player for a long, long time. But people will turn on him because that's, that's the one thing is, is uh, breaking the law and that, that type of thing. That's the one thing, you know, basically, uh, for sports fans really don't like. No, and it's it's unfortunate, and, and you can read into it what you like, but... But there were stories uh, the last couple of years that Collingwood were trying to uh, trade Jordan to Goey, yeah. and um, no club really was interested. And uh, you just wonder, you know, like yeah, yeah. you know, stories circulate. So um, is it that yeah, too too much, um, yeah, too too big of a risk for a big investment? And um, yeah, so uh, but yeah, it is sad to see it, and uh, it'll continue. But the uh, boys, I mean, uh, yeah. End of season trips, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, something goes wrong, unfortunately. But um, Collingwood, I mean, they have been in a oh. very tough position over the last year or so, on and off the field. Mm. So that's uh, not a great place to be. And when you know you're hoping you got your new coach in and new beginnings, and then uh, this happens. Mm. Well, also, I think I, if I was on the show when uh, we did do Collingwood, I sort of thought that they could be a big improver, but. Uh, you lose a player if if you do uh, of his calibre at his best. Um, it certainly changes things, doesn't mm. it? Yep. Basically, uh, it's got to rock the people who, who they're working hard. You know, oh, it does. Things to get that club up, mm. and then you see a player do that. Yeah. Yep. You, you'd be much more inclined to just walk away and say, "Well, they're on their own," as far as I'm concerned. Yes, it'll be interesting how uh, if they do keep him on the list, he'll certainly have to prove to the uh, to the rest of the playing group. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so anyway, it, uh, but it, uh, at this stage, yeah, it's, um, he'll be over in the States for a little while yet. Well, we'll take a break. We'll come back after the break and do your phantom call of tomorrow's Melbourne Cup and do a little bit of a preview of that. Just about there for the day, but Wes is with you after 11 o'clock with 45 RPM. But, uh, Peter, I reckon we go to your call of tomorrow's Melbourne Cup and see who wins. I'm looking very much forward to hearing that. So take it away, I think. All right, thank you very much, Mitchell. Set for a start. The gates fly back and they're off and racing in the cup. One of the first out was Knight's Order with Twilight Payment and Grand Promenade out wider. Getting back early there's Very Elegant and She's Ideal. Salino going across to the rear of the field. Great House and Ocean Billy also getting back with the Dennis Pagan train. Johnny Get Angry about fifth or sixth last. Pushing up on the inside is Pondus as they link up with the course proper on the first occasion. The favourite incentivizer is sitting about sixth at this stage. Delphi pushing up on his inside from Sir Luke and Miami bound. Carith and Persian together then comes Floating Artist, the chosen one, Trailey Rose, the Geelong owned uh, Galloper. Spanish Mission Explosive Jack as they settle down now and as they make their way to the winning post on the first occasion, it'll be Knight's Order will be the leader. Knight's Order coming down the straight, he'll take him to the post the first time a length in front from Twilight Payment who will settle second on the inside of Grand Promenade now third. Pondus is fourth on the inside, covered up by the short price favoured incentivised, one of the shortest price favourites since the 1930 Cup, which was one by Farl up. Delphi's on the inside and then Sir Lucan. Miami bound caught three wide from Cariff Perzan. Uh, floating artist and then the chosen one getting back. Trailey Rose settles nicely on its outside from Spanish Mission. Then comes Explosive Jack, a length and a half future 
um, score. Port Guillaume's next from Master of Wine. Johnny Get Angry, Great House, Ocean Billy together. Third last, very elegant. She's ideal. And Salino's last of all. They run down the back of the track and it's the 1800 and it's Night's Order out in front by two lengths from Twilight Payment and Grand Promenade. Third on the outside. Pondus is fourth from Incentivise. Had a beautiful run, the favourite. Delphi settles back on the inside of Sir Luke and Miami Bound still three wide from Cariff. Then comes Perzan, the chosen one. Floating artists together from Explosive Drag. Charlie uh, Charlie Rose, Spanish Mission on the outside. Future score pushing up on the fence from Port G Army. Then comes Master of Wine, Johnny Get Angry, Great House, Ocean Billy. She's I- ideal three wide from Very Elegant, second last, and Salino's last of all. They run down the back of the track and head towards the old Chiquita Lodge. There's no change in the order. Night's order, two lengths in front. It's been a good tempo. Twilight payment, second, Grand Promenade, third. Then comes Pondus Incentivise. Delphi and Sir Luke and Miami Bound still three wide or sleep well tonight. Cardiff on the inside of Perzan. Then comes the chosen one, floating artist Charlie Rose about to come out from Spanish Mission. Explosive Jack pushing up on the fence. Then comes Port Giami. Future score, Master of Wine. Johnny Gee Angry's getting uh, hard ridden at the moment. Around them goes She's Ideal. Salino taking off and very elegant looking for runs. They come to the, towards the corner in the cup. And it's in front narrowly on the inside. Knight's order now grabbed by Grand Promenade as they make their way towards the 500. And Grand Promenade now hits the lead in the cup. Twilight Payment second on the inside. Knight's Order's gone incentivise. A favourite comes to the outside. He's about to close in. Persian on the inside as they've straightened up with about 400 to go. Sir Lucan down the outside. Here comes Charlie Rose floating artist getting up on the inside. Very elegant and Salino out wider and explosive. Jack in the middle. They race inside the 300 and the favourite went bang incentivise. Shot two in front. On the outside, Sir Lucan the gallopers out after him. Then explosive Jack on the inside from Charlie Rose. Very elegant Spanish mission. Salino incentivise still in front. Sir Lucan inch by inches trying to wear him down. The favourite incentivise three quarters of length. Sir Lucan trying hard incentivise. He's finding plenty of this favourite. It's a Caulfield Melbourne Cup double. Incentivise will win the cup by a length and a half. Gee, smart. Ten in a row. Sir Lucan second. Third, Charlie Rose, a Geelong-owned galloper. Very elegant fourth from Explosive Jack Salino, Grand Promenade, Spanish Mission, Floating Artist, Twilight Payment, Great House, the Chosen One, Perzan. Uh, she's ideal. Pondus, Delphi, Ocean, Billy, Wellback, Cariff. Never came into it. Neither did Porchy Army. Knights, Automaster, Wine. Johnny, get angry. Third last. Miami, bound. Second last. And future score, last home. Well done once again. Uh, a bit of a tradition on this program that we do that. And um, you get better every year, just about, I reckon. But um, so you are putting in incentivise. And uh, $2.80, I can yeah. see here. I mean, as you said in your call, I think one of the shortest price favourites possibly ever. Yeah, well, I think Farlap in 1930 was the, the shortest one since. So, gee, just the way he won the Caulfield Cup. And um, as I said, Brett Preble got it from him and said, look, he'll, he'll run a, a, a two miles without a doubt. So I think he's really going to be very, very hard to beat. I do like Sir Lucan at huge odds. Um, it's trained by Gay Waterhouse and uh, uh, Anthony Bott. And uh, Glenn Boss, of course, who uh, Mackay Diva fame, three cups on, on her. He's uh, he settled back in Melbourne. He's got the ride. Unknown sort of an international horse uh, but similar to Reed Kenling and another winner in the last few years uh, comes in beautifully on uh, with only uh, what 50 kilos so uh, could be the roughie there Sue Lucan and as I said we'd like to see Charlie Rose as I said there's um, I think there's 10 owners in this horse and uh, most of them are um, Geelong bred 
and yeah, uh, born, yeah. So it'd be good bucket, wouldn't it, if they could get... Uh, and, of course, it won the Geelong Cup. I think there's a police sergeant, there's a real estate agent, there's... Oh, there's um, a great there's bit of everyone, yeah. So, uh, and not uh, not a heavily um, purchase price for that horse either. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. Your so, thoughts, Bucket? Peter, can you tell me what the race record is and will this horse break the race record? Oh, look, I, I, I think if, if, if nothing goes wrong, I, I think this horse could really win by three, four lengths. It uh, it just looks like it's got everything there. And like its first three runs up in uh, Queensland, uh, the outback there, it didn't yeah. run a place, but suddenly bang. So. Well, uh, yeah, we're just about there for the day, but that's fascinating. We're watching to see if that actually uh, happens tomorrow at three o'clock. Um, better go to the final word, Bucket. Yes, winners are grinners, and that happens in all sports. Maybe incentivise will be grinning tomorrow, we'll see. And uh, Peter? Yes, well, winners are grinners. Uh, back the favourites tomorrow at Flemington. But, yeah, sad passing to Bert Newton. And, uh, yeah, great performer, wasn't he? Certainly Absolutely. was. Look, thanks to both of you for being on the program. We'll talk to you again next week. And uh, I don't know who comes after Geelong. I'd have to have a look. Um, we'll work Hawthorne. It Hawthorne. Oh, that's Oh, no, no, sorry. No, we forgot Greater Western Sydney. Ah, uh, GWS. <laughs> we love them. All right, we'll uh, talk about them next. And, of course, they've got a connection down to Geelong West. Wes Jay's with you straight after the 11 o'clock news of 45 RPM. I'll be back tomorrow. Councillor Eddie Contell is joining the program. So there should be another big day on Mitchell's front page. Looking forward to doing it then. The Mitchell's front page podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's front page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.